Hi, and welcome everyone to the 118th episode of Serum Rocks. Today we have Molly Fuchel from Dynamics User Group with us to talk about how to build your local community group. But first, hello Heidi, I just lost my stitches, Newhauser. How are you doing today? Hi Marcus, I'm very well, thank you. As you've pointed out, I no longer have stitches in my knee, so it's a fabulous day. <laughs> And uh, what's your news on the uh, Power Automate connector? What's your connection today? Okay, I wanted to highlight a specific connector because I attended DynamicsCon Live and one of the conversations we had in the customer engagement or the CRM track was what options are out there for data validation? And how can I get my data cleaner? So there is an excellent connector that we've rated five stars because it's awesome by data eight so check out data eight if you have data cleanliness issues their power automate connector is fantastic um, it's got the ability to check the usable name so if someone enters darth vader on the form it won't even push it into your dynamics database it cleans the address um, it does email validation, phone validation, all kinds of cool things. And they have a really great use case on their website on how to use their Power Automate connector to clean up your data before it gets into your database. So I would highly recommend checking out Data8 if you haven't already. Yeah. yeah, really good because, I mean, quality data in, quality things out. And if it's not quality in, well, well, yeah. Exactly. All right, then. Let's formally introduce Molly. So Molly is president at Dynamics User Group and global Microsoft Dynamics 365 and Power Platform Community Builder, one connection at a time. Welcome, Molly. Thanks for having me, Marcus and Heidi. Super excited to be here. Best name for this type of platform, CRM Rocks. I mean, it really just gets, it gets right to the point. It gets to the point that Heidi is always really good about making CRM slash CE just rocks. So thanks for having me. How are you today, Molly? I am doing fantastic. I'm doing fantastic. Heidi and I both just got back from Dynamics Con Live. It, it feels like we just got back. I mean, she's been running miles and miles since we got back, and <laughs> I've been to a few other places. But I was going to ask Heidi if she recalls which session she learned about the data aid from at Dynamics Con Live quick. I do remember we on the CE track had a few panels where all of our speakers were on a panel and the question came during one of those. So someone who was attending had a question about how do you manage all of your data problems and our panel of experts. So I think we're almost all MVPs. We're all very complimentary about the services at Data8. Excellent. Nice. So as a president at Dynamics User Group, what is it that you do, Molly? That is a great question. So I am, you'll see in one of my previous roles with this company, my first role, I actually called myself community cheerleader because, and I still think that's a lot of what I do, quite frankly, it's bringing awareness to what we're trying to do and, and what we're building for our community members, whether you are a new product user or you're a veteran partner or ISV. Um, or you're a Microsoft employee, just bringing awareness to how Doug can help you in a free and open source space to content is really a lot of what I do. And then um, beyond that, 
really just championing my awesome team. We have a pretty new team this year. And so having time and, and just making sure they understand the impact that community can have in our global space of product users and sellers and resellers is, is really, um, it's important that they understand just how much force and magic is behind all of this. So that's a lot of what I spend my days on. <laughs> Yeah, I like that term, community share leader. I will steal that one. Go right ahead. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So we're customers all the time. What's your last memorable customer experience as a customer? That is a great question. And I actually am going to reference the last event that we just attended um, was called Panels 22. It was hosted by Cavallo. It was for their customers. And they were so great about making all of us feel so well taken care of. And it, it was the little things like walking us to the rooms we needed to be at or making sure that I was in the right event app because I was downloading it at the last minute. You know, all things that our own conference attendees, I'm sure, experienced at our own event two weeks ago. I just thought they were so good about teaching, you know, just reteaching as if we'd only, we had never seen it before. I'm sure there was a lot of emails that instructed me on how to do these things, but I didn't get any chance to read them. So I appreciated them being so hand-holding in the process. And it made it just, it made me want to be more engaged in the whole event, which was awesome. So if, if one is interesting to build a community, how does, how does, how do you start with building a community? I mean, it can seem very overwhelming before you even start. Yeah, so a, a couple of things come to mind. Um, first and foremost, in our space, and, and I think you two have probably seen this a lot, there is, especially out of, out of COVID, there's so many different ways to absorb content, right? And, and there's a difference between hosting an event and really trying to build a community, right? So great things can come out of both. But what we've really learned in our experience through our virtual events into our programs that we call ourselves Doug Dynamics User Group, the acronym is Doug. Um, we found that really like building camaraderie and building connection with people takes more than just being at an event for one to three days, right? It, it takes a everyday effort to really bring people together and, and make sure they know who to go to and make sure they know when to go to Heidi and make sure they know when to go to Marcus and for things like that. And so I, I always say that we really want to make sure we're always building a community and not an event, right? Um, events are a great way to bring everybody together, but there's so much need and, and questions that happen around a product and new releases and things like that that happen outside of events. And then the second thing is it's kind of like a nonprofit in a way because you just have to start asking. You have to start asking one person at a time. It's kind of how we built ourselves as we, we ironically did start it as, as an event to bring people together, but it was just asking and not being afraid to hear people say, mm, not sure I'm really into that right now, maybe, maybe in six months. And then going back in six months and saying, hey, Heidi, how about now? Would you, would you like to get more involved in our community? So it is kind of a little bit of a nonprofit mentality. You know, with nonprofits, you ask for donations. And so you have to be afraid to, not afraid to go ask everyone and not be afraid to hear no and not be afraid to go back when they're, when they're ready for you to come back and say, well, this is, this is what we have now to offer as a community. Are you interested in coming on board now? Um, and so, yeah, just kind of, expressing where we've where we've gone and um, and how it can value that 
particular So you mentioned a couple of times here that the Dynamics User Group recently had a conference called DynamicsCon. What's the con for DynamicsCon before we... Yeah, that's a fun question. Um, so we started as a virtual company. So we are a virtual event company. So we did an event called Dynamics Con Virtual in 2020. And that was really in lieu of people not being able to get together in person. Our two owners, Jonathan, um, Jonathan Stipula and Jacob Roder said, well, let's make sure that people still have a way to absorb content, come together, ask questions to the speaker and still create that sense of community in a virtual event. And so there's Comic-Con, which many have heard of with the comic book theme and the superheroes. And so they thought it would be fun to build off of that theme and create Dynamics Con. And so you'll notice in a lot of our branding, particularly in our virtual events, we get into superheroes and super women and powers and, all these you know mythical magical tools and things like that so we really kind of just like to have some fun and create some personality and um definitely for those that are not familiar you see a lot of people dress up in costumes for all of all of our dynamics <laughs> things and it's super fun I, it's super super fun capes and masks and all these cool head pieces and just complete outfits Everybody kind of digs it, so <laughs> so we've kept it going. <laughs> no, I thought it was really nice when Dynamics Con first came to the community was that your event was and always will be free, right? Like nobody has to pay to attend the virtual conference. So that's what kind of stood out as something new to me, at least in the Dynamics CRM world. There wasn't a free event like that that just gave you access to so much content from so many amazing speakers. Yeah, it's kind of the pillar of Doug to continue to offer easily accessible and free content as much as possible to help people really build not only their professional career path, but also their personal career path. So, you know, like the superhero thing and just that easy access to, to connecting with people for free. Um, we do a lot of work outside of the U.S., which we love, and it's just great to see um, people really have access to all of that and build and not only build those skills on the product, but just help them build their other skills like speaking, like public speaking or just different kinds of skills, writing, things like that. We really try to champion that building your own brand as yourself too. So superhero costumes and all. <laughs> can, can I share one other cool thing about your community? Oh, you have a mask on. That was yes, good timing, Marcus. Those of you that joining so us perfect, in the Marcus. audio podcast, Marcus just sported a phenomenal mask that he probably made himself yeah. with glitter and everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're so creative, Marcus. I had no idea. Did one of your kids make that? That was really cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. So these are actually my kids, but yeah, it's it's pretty simple things, but it's the small things, right? <laughs> oh, it is the small things. I love that. Heidi, you need to have Marcus submit a session with you and wear that if it gets voted in. Sounds perfect. <laughs> uh, okay, I want to share one other cool thing about your community. Um, I've been involved in a lot of communities in the CRM realm for the last 12 years. And it's been very siloed, right? Like I talk to the CRM people or the power platform people because they're very similar. But I have met so many people and forged so many both professional and personal relationships that I've met on like the other side of the Dynamics House. And I think it's really cool that I've had the opportunity to kind of learn 
more about like, well, how does how does Dynamics CRM work with BC and what's really painful about using the connector together? And then you can kind of brainstorm with people outside of your own little silo. So kudos to you for bringing that type of an environment together too. I really like that. And actually, I'm so glad you said that. I was, um, so so Heidi has served on our advisory committee and our programming committee for our Dynamics Come Live event in particular. And when I started asking the question to people, would you prefer that we stop bringing you together as a whole group of different committee members of the different, representing different products? And I think Heidi and many others were like, no, we actually love getting to hear other people's ideas that what what's going on in their product space what could they really leverage and i i you know so for a moment and actually again this is why we have a lot of committees is because they i always say they're our compass our committees are our compass and it was just a good reminder of how much they can leverage each other and so there's probably more work for us to for all kinds of our members in that regard heidi Love it. That's really nice to hear. And you said that, well, you can submit a session and if it gets voted, it gets into the conference. So that's very unique. So how how ha- did you come up with that? Yeah. So, you know, a part of community, right, is, is really letting the community have a voice. So I'll take one step back and say when you sign up for Doug, if there's no membership fee and it's an individual membership, it is not a company based membership. So, again, we really focus on the individual and we want every individual to have a voice and to get involved. That's what a community is. So for our virtual events, we have always taken the stance of letting the community, it's its kind of a community democracy, the community votes on the sessions that they would like to see at the Dynamics Con virtual event. We have some cool, um, I would say we have some cool things built into that structure, such as we've had 10 to 20% of those spots held for first time presenters. Uh, we do think there's a lot of value in, we, we love seeing a lot of the same speakers, but we always think there's a big value in making sure we represent the new voices in our community. So we we hold a certain amount of spots for them, but the rest of it um, is very much around how the what the community decides should be on that agenda. So it's it's fun and it, it does create some friendly competition too, which is, it's just really entertaining. <laughs> Well, I thought perhaps initially that it could be a problem, like someone with a huge network on like LinkedIn could get more easily voted session, but that hasn't been a problem or? It that it certainly has been recognized at times and we've had to shift a little bit and, and just be really honest with large companies to your point that can have 450 people voting, whereas you might have someone who works independently and they just don't have that big of a team with them. So we work those out case by case and we really always come with a very transparent perspective of, hey, just so you know, you know, not everyone has the same advantage. Please keep that in mind. And everyone seems very receptive to it. We've, I've never run into a problem where someone really wanted to like, what's that? What, how do you say that? Um, stack the deck or whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, uh-huh, so we, yeah. we worked yeah. through it. We, it certainly does open up a lot of small obstacles, but never, that was never a reason to stop doing it to us. We we can always overcome. Brings more value than obstacles. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Doing a conference is not not a small thing to do. So, 
how did you decide to do that instead of just going like just keep it virtual just do the online thing instead of like booking an actual conference yeah you know a lot of that also was really based on the tone and the comfort level of our community members we had been asked since since 2020 when are you going to do in person and are you getting rid of virtual and and a lot of people you know i just posted an article that talked about being an and versus an or and it was always our intention to continue to do virtual because that is how we as doug always bring our global community back together from all over the world because certainly we know not everyone can travel to events it's expensive it's time away from work uh, so on and so forth and so we always we always need to make sure we're connecting our own foremost so we'll always do the virtual so the the in-person dynamics con live was a nice add-on and, and i have to say and i have to give a big shout out to heidi and our other programming and advisory committee members because they really owned the content for the in-person event and made it just incredibly impressive. I I can't say enough about the agenda that they had helped us build for that in-person event and it really was a driver in getting a lot of people who had never been to a Microsoft conference together before. So it's just exciting to see we've got a good mix of new faces and some that have been in our community for a long time. And yeah, it's, you know, we're now we're full steam ahead. We we gave the first one a go. We had 160 people there in 2021. Um, we just finished in San Antonio with 400 people. So we're definitely building a lot of good momentum and, and it, it's what the community still wants. Now, I, I will say this because again, in the line of transparency, we like to be really open about this. One of the biggest pieces of feedback I received and our team received on site and in our surveys was they liked the size of it. And that might be a combination of comfort level, post-COVID, it might be a lot of things, but people seem, the our user, customer users in particular, seem to really like, a, sorry, I forgot to put my TND on. Uh, <laughs> they liked the more intimate feel. And so we are very much listening to that. We're, we're taking it all in. And if that is the direction that our community would prefer that we go versus becoming really, really big, and, and we do two or three that are a little bit more intimate a year, then then we will navigate and we will adjust that direction. So I'm excited to see where we go and it's it's really up to the community. So, yeah. Yeah, so that was my next question. Did you get any like positive or negative feedback that stood out from this conference here then? Uh, biggest, yeah, all kinds of feedback, which which we loved. And, and we really tried to sit down with as many people when we were there and after the event to, to really gather that intimate, the intimate feel, um, the ease, the ease in being able to to cross product and make a new community buddy. And, and just that ease of, of that was very noticed. A lot of positivity around the the vibe, the community vibe that was there, which is what we were striving for. We certainly had misses that that any in person conference could have. You know, our food was not as great as it could have been. We can fix that, right? These are all things that can be fixed. Our, you know, not having Microsoft be as present in the sense of like a roadmap presentation for the audience and things like that. That's something we'd love to improve on. So there's always things that I think we can work on, but that basis, that attitude of what Doug brings and what we're bringing people together for, that is not as easy to change. And it's really important that we do that right. And the, the rest. So the hallway track, that was the most popular track then. 
I think so. Yeah, I think so. I, you know, Heidi's probably a better person to ask than me. <laughs> but yeah, Marcus, you'll have to come to the next one so you can experience this for yourself. We'd love to have you. <laughs> yeah, I would love to come. So yeah, hopefully. Um, so uh, was there any like session that was like the, the most top rated session or was it an even Oh yeah, mine. It was amazing. <laughs> Just kidding. I was gonna Just say <laughs> anything that Heidi was in front of the room for. <laughs> um, you know, I will say in the you know great great sessions planned by people who've really been in this space and very involved for a long long time. So that that was a huge advantage for us from the content perspective. Um, from what was there and missed, I will say Heidi's panels that they had organized in the CNCRM room were very successful. And I do think they would be even more successful across all the different tracks. And so I would love to see more panel discussions. And that's where whichever speakers could, and if, if not all, could come up and just be the panel in the front of the room and take questions from the audience. It was commented that that experience alone for some of our attendees was well worth the ticket price for them. So they, they loved that. And I think they do that in other yeah. rooms. I will say, yeah. I will say what was missed because we didn't have the capacity to put it in. We had a pre-packed schedule for two days. Was we didn't have a like a new a new community member slash new attendee orientation, which we should have had. So everybody missed that session because it wasn't there. And that would be a great one to add. Is you know you're new to our events. Let's let's make sure you know the ropes for the next few days. So. That would be the one that everybody missed that I think would be very valuable. <laughs> and I just think thought that perhaps that Q&A, like ask the, ask the MVPs anything, that could actually be a show mm. on like, because people ask questions and then people elaborate. So yeah, it's like the reverse of an ordinary CRM Yes, it was <laughs> yes. really yes. cool. Yes. We actually promoted it as you're getting free consulting from eight MVPs. Come to this session. If yeah. you talk to us later, it's at least $200 per hour for us to give you the same information. <laughs> but there were some good questions and it ended up like a lot of people had similar problems and they were solving things different ways. And then those of us on the panel were able to offer other ideas to them as well. There were some super technical questions that we were able to like dive in and like, let's fix this issue that you're having. And then there were a lot of just like process type questions. So it was really, really neat hearing what problems people had, which is why I started this with that highlight of data eight. That right. seemed like a big thing. Like what tools can we use? Yeah, really nice. Because if I go then, then I will definitely bring my recorder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Just keep the recorder on for the whole three days. <laughs> you might never know. Yeah, you just... you never know what will come up during you know the nighttime networking activities. <laughs> Do you have this other topic was suggested in in the post comment? post-conference comments that, oh, we really would have liked to see this thing over here. Yeah. So um, beyond the, just kind of that orientation for, for new attendees, another thing that really became obvious to us is, again, as, as we really position ourselves as, as not just an event company, 
talking about our other programs, so our local user groups called Doug Meetups, that was very, very popular. So we, sh we needed to set aside and we will set aside time at our next event to, to talk about meetups for whomever would like to join that session. Um, same thing with our discussion forums and our YouTube channel. Um, and our skill up program. So making sure that we, we set aside time to talk about the other ways that our community members can absorb content or get more involved, volunteer, speak, things like that. Do you think we missed anything here? So I, I do have a question for Marcus. I feel like I'm putting him on the spot a little bit. Sure, go <laughs> You seem like you can handle it. Um, have you, are you very familiar with Doug or the Dynamics Con events before um, you and I got to meet over this beautiful platform? Uh, not really, no. I've seen it a lot on like the, the social media, both Twitter and um, uh, LinkedIn, of course, especially these last couple of weeks. Oh, come to my session and then when the conference was going on people posting pictures and like this was really good like cheers up yeah. yeah oh good good well we hope you sign up so we can <laughs> so we can get you more involved marcus <laughs> as heidi knows i'll just keep i'll just keep asking so <laughs> Oh, that's excellent. Well, well, you would be very warmly welcomed to Doug. <laughs> Thank you. That's very nice to hear. So do you think we missed anything here, Heidi? I would like to ask Molly, what do you have planned for 2023 with Doug? Oh, great question. Uh, so first, I'll go back to our meetups. Those are growing leaps and bounds right now. We're seeing a ton of new local user groups, you know, that's probably in conjunction with the fact that people are feeling more comfortable being back together in person. Um, some of them are hybrid and some of them will always stay virtual and that's completely fine. So that's one uh, program that is really taking off. Our YouTube channel is again, full of content. Anyone can access it at any time. Lots of traction there. Um, we have our events, virtual and in-person, two virtual and one in-person. In-person one is in Scottsdale, Arizona. And, and beyond that, we always leave a little bit of space in our strategy plan for what they want. So that really gets shaped as we step into 23 or get closer into what they need. Like us bringing out the TikTok channel in 2022 was based on people wanting a quick way for tips and tricks and, and things like that. So we always leave a little space for the unknown and we fill it based on community feedback. So if anyone has suggestions on what you'd like to see or what's missing, we are all ears. So if anyone who are listening here would like to create a local meetup that's in person where they live so they can easily gather people, how do you start a local meetup? Yeah, great question. So our team does a nice orientation with anyone who's interested. I mean, the biggest the biggest thing about starting a Doug meetup is the willingness to volunteer to lead it. That is the biggest thing. You don't have to be a product expert. You don't have to know everything about the content that you're in. It's just about the willingness to facilitate and bring people together. That's the only thing you need. Um, and then beyond that, we use a super easy platform, meetup.com, literally we use, which I think a lot of people got comfortable with during COVID. Um, so it's it's very easy from, an, it's called an organizer role. So setting up your things like that. And then our team, uh, from there, we handle any logistic help that you need with finding, getting some coffee or lunch. Um, and then we help promote it for you. So 
Yeah, that's it's really just the willingness to raise your hand and, and volunteer to bring people together. And we help you take care of the rest. Yeah, but because sometimes you feel like, well, I have to use my my conference room where I work because I have no other space. So it could feel like, well, I'm just me and I don't really, well, it could be awkward. So that's really good that you help out with those things as well. Absolutely. That we want the, the volunteer leaders to focus on building an agenda that they think people will like, you know, reaching out to their contacts that they know locally that also use that same product. You know, that's where their time should be spent. Um, and then we try to really take care of the rest. We certainly employ them to do all those, you know, those great things again for facilitation, but we really want to make it easy at this. Nice. So if I'm interested in the conference or Doug, where do I go if I want to know more? Yes, the best place to go is what we lovingly call the Doug Hub. And that address is simply dynamicsusergroup.com. And if somebody wanted to speak at the next virtual DynamicsCon event, I believe your call for speakers is open right now, right? Yes, it is. Our call for speakers are, is open. We're taking submissions right now. And again, the community will vote on the sessions at the turn of the new year. So get your sessions in. Um, we're, we always say the sooner you submit your session in to be considered, the more exposure and visibility and market your session use. So I would, I would urge everyone to get their submissions in early so we can help promote you. <laughs> if you're like me and you're a new guy, never done like proper public speaking and you're interested, perhaps you can submit new now and then it's easier to be part of those. What do you say? 20%, 10, 15, 20% of the spots? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yep. So especially for our new speakers and we have great volunteer veteran speakers in our community that are happy to talk to any first timer uh, speakers and just make sure they feel comfortable with the whole process, even if the session doesn't get doesn't get voted on in the end, right? And, and maybe you don't make the cut for the 20%. There's still a lot of value to talk to one of those veteran speakers and, and still learn some great tips from them on what it's like to be a speaker. So we have great volunteers that are willing to really help guide and just make it a really pleasant experience because, you know, there's always another event that you could speak at, whether it's a Doug hosted event or another community event. Um, just getting those tips will help hopefully encourage you, Marcus, who's maybe new, uh, to keep submitting and keep getting involved in the community. Now, what I was going to say is, ironically, exactly on that exact same wavelength. If anyone listening is interested in submitting to speak but hasn't done it before, please feel free to reach out to me. I've done this a lot. I'm super comfortable with it. I can help you, whether it's if you get picked, if you need help recording your session, I can help you record it. I can edit the video that ends up going up there later. Happy to help out. I just think it's really cool when newer people step forward and, and try to share their voice. Thank you, Heidi. <laughs> and if you don't get selected, I am a chapter leader for a Dynamics 365 user group. And you can certainly share your session with our user group. We would love to have you. <laughs> yeah, and you have your own podcast as well, so you can invite guests <laughs> to that. <laughs> that too, all of the things, all of the things. All of the things. 
So Molly, if we want to see more of you, do you have any public speaking scheduled? You know, I was thinking about that and I I might be missing something on my calendar, which is always possible. Um, I'm doing some local things here in Fargo, North Dakota um, for new and emerging businesses, which is exciting. Um, and then otherwise in our community space, not that I know of, but always happy to come and talk about community to anyone that would like to hear more. Who would you recommend as a future guest on this podcast? Ooh, that's a great question. I would recommend Savannah Dill. Actually, she is new, newer to our space. She is really taking hold of a little bit more in the power platform realm, but I think she crosses quite a bit into CE, CRM, a little bit into BC. So um, really just up and coming and somebody who's who says, I really don't know much, but I'm not afraid to dive in. And she's a great example of somebody just really feeling comfortable that the community will be a good welcoming space for her to try things she hasn't done before. Let's add link to Doug and the Doug Hub and everything else Dynamics user group then. Would you like to add links to your self-promotion as well? Ah, uh, sure. Yes, if that's what you guys normally do. I mean, I'm all in it for Doug, but whichever you would prefer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, usually we have more like MVPs and people, though, so there's the, the opportunity to oh, add sure, some promotion sure. as well. Sure, absolutely. Well, whatever you guys like, I'm happy to provide. <laughs> so thank you for your participation in CRM Rocks. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Great conversation with the two of you today. Heidi, if the users want to find us, where can they find us? You can check us out on your favorite podcast player. Just look for CRM Rocks. You can check out CRMRocks.com. We have a LinkedIn group, a Facebook page, or you could go on Twitter and tweet with the hashtag CRM Rocks. Nice. See you next time on CRM Rocks.